Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How you doing? It's me again, your good old buddy, Tony Salome, from movies such as Air Bud 420, where the dog gets high, and as Italian ghoul number seven in every straight-to-DVD action movie sold in grocery stores. Hey, speaking of grocery stores, I've got a brand new business open just in time for Corona time. So get your wallet and your grandma and bring that fat ass over to Shop and Stop. No, 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 not Stop and Shop. Shop and stop. Completely different idea. You shop until we tell you to stop. And then you better skedaddle because after hours, this place definitely doesn't turn into a secret casino where major politicians and mobsters meet up to make deals that have greater weight on society than you ever know. If you don't want to know, don't stick around. Anyways, due to our organization gaining control of a major food supplier, cooperatively of course, We now have access to all of your grocery store needs for a kind of decent price. You want toilet paper? We got it. 99 a roll. 99 bucks, that is. Listen, that's 220 grams of fine paper product right there. If you don't like the price, then we can do business with someone else. The choice is yours. We also have all of your dry goods needs like a stockpile of kick cereal and that's pretty much it everybody cleared out the rest of the shit anyways i mean we have some like weak gold expired tgi fridays frozen wings and some bex non-alcoholic beer so that'll probably hold you off for the weekend or something are we stocking up i i don't know Jimmy, our delivery guy, had a cough, and now he hasn't been answering his phone, or answering his door, or answering his wife. So, uh, we don't know, but come on down and try to fend for yourself out here at the shop and stop. And stop asking me for N95s. They're all for me. Not you. Get your own shit. But give me your money anyways. Coming to you live from my apartment. This is The Short News with Alex Maynor. Hello and welcome to The Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Maynor, and nobody cares. Thank you for listening, as always. uh, Before we start, you can find us at www.shortnewspod.com. I'm working on the website. I want to start off by saying about this website... There is a form on there that you can submit talking points or submit relationship advice. If you have a problem that you need solving, that you want to hear on this show, now is the time to act on that. Because I'll, I'll do it. I haven't gotten any suggestions yet or any, anybody needing advice I want to stray away from Reddit, and I want this to be more about the listeners. So come on, step up. Be the first. Let's start a community here that helps each other. Anyways, so uh, since we have last had an episode, you you would think that the police situation would have gotten better you know, become more mild. Maybe they would have listened to people's um, protests and anger with them. Maybe the government would have done more. Then in Atlanta, there's another another fucking shooting. An Atlanta police officer fatally shot a black man in his back. That was Friday night. And the officer was fired 
And then the police chief, Erica Shields, resigned, I guess, because she just didn't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. And people are rightfully pissed now because they, they keep using deadly force on people of color. It's like, what the fuck? How many times are you going to do this while people are already already pissed that you're doing it? I don't know what it is. Like, do you... Like, if any cops listen to this, do you guys, like, get some sick pleasure out of putting people down? I, I don't understand what this is. You could... Was he, was he even armed, the dude that they shot? There's no Wendy's parking lot. Alright, so let's... Let's do this. Body camera footage released by the Atlanta Police Department shows Mr. Rolf and a second officer, so those are the two cops, Devin Brosnan, approached 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks while he was asleep in his car in a Wendy's restaurant drive-thru. He was just sleeping in his car? I've done that. I've done that and didn't have to worry about getting shot in the back. So the video shows... Okay, so he's answering the officer's question, says he has no weapons, and mentions his daughter's birthday. And then the video shows Officer Rolf patting down Mr. Brooks, conducting a breathalyzer and sobriety test. Interactions were calm and cordial, but there was a sudden violent turn when Brooks was placed under arrest. Alright, here we go. So, they struggled to detain him. Brooks grabs a taser from one of the officers and starts running away. Probably just to defend himself. He's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting arrested. It's my daughter's fucking birthday. Just sleeping in my car. And then, so they chased him. One officer fired his taser toward him. Then Brooks points the taser in the direction of Officer Rolf. And as Brooks ran away, Rolf, Officer Rolf shoots Brooks, who was still running, and then that's that's what happened, and he died, uh, died after surgery in the hospital. So, was he fighting back? Cause that's the argument people are gonna make if I'm playing devil's advocate. Yo, he was he was fighting back. Why were they even arresting him? They barely, they didn't even have probable cause. They just saw a black man sleeping in his car, and they thought, oh, let's get him. That whole thing could have been avoided if they just went, oh, the dude's just chilling and went along with their day. But no, they went out of their way to ruin this man and his family's life. Oh, but he grabbed the taser. So what would you do if your life was about to be over because two white dudes are about to fuck it up for no reason other than you are sleeping in your car? As far as I'm concerned, sleeping in your car isn't a problem. It's not illegal as long as your keys are not in the ignition. If your keys are not in the ignition, you're good. Even then, like, dude, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking Wendy's. What, what is he doing wrong? So, like, to the people who say, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have grabbed the taser. Well, he shouldn't have been accosted by these two cops in, to begin with. They shouldn't have bothered him at all. The whole fucking situation didn't even need to happen. People have every right to be pissed about this. And yeah, the police chief should fucking resign. Because she would look like an idiot if she didn't. How many times is this going to happen? How many more times is this going to happen? I don't know about you, but I'm fucking sick of it. I've been aware of this stuff since, what, like Trayvon Martin? How many years ago was that? And this has been going on for longer. That was just when I got outside of the Ridgefield, Connecticut white people bubble and learned about the world outside and how it's cruel to people of all different backgrounds, but so violently cruel to black people. Like once, once I saw that, oh, you can't unsee that shit. It just happens time after time after time. I cannot even imagine what it is like to every day go outside and be worried that your life is going to end for no fucking reason other than something you can't control and that you can't hide.
and that you shouldn't have to hide. Like, they, they shot him twice. Why did they shoot him twice? Why did they shoot him at all? You could have just tased him. There's other ways to apprehend a criminal. Criminal, if we're talking, like, technical. Not even. Like, if you're apprehending a suspect, I, you, you don't have to resort to killing them. Even if they fight back, that doesn't mean you just go, oh, well, they fought back, so that means I get to fucking end them. How have police officers been protected by the badge that they wear for so fucking long? Why is this issue just coming up? And people are just starting to ask, do we, do we, um... Do we give the police too many responsibilities? Do we uh, militarize them too much? Do we glorify them to such an extent that we don't truly understand the atrocities that they commit every day? The answer is yes. A resounding yes. Like, sorry, this is my cold brew. Don't worry, I'm not drinking White Claw in the morning. Like Sinjin, a 90-day. Oh, churro-flavored cold brew from Chameleon Organic. Oh, so good. Tastes like Costco. In a good way, you know, Costco has churros. Churros. Me gusta churros. Unidad 2. Etapa 3. Más práctica. Listen to the words as they are described. And... <laughs> You guys ever have to take those Spanish tests? Unidad 3. Etapa 2. La muñeca ve a la... No, I don't know. <laughs> but fuck, like... I got off topic there. I'm all for the defunding of the police. I'm for the dismantling and restructuring of our whole policing system as well. Why is it about busting people? You could be helping those same people turn their lives around and get to a stable point, financially, mentally, everything, with programs and specialists in those different fields that those people need, and instead of throwing them in, in, in fucking prison for some trumped-up drug charge or killing them because they looked suspicious and ran away like like instead of targeting people of color to kill why not help them up our country doesn't need to be policed it needs to be nurtured it needs to be nurtured yeah like of course we need like a crime the law enforcement of some sort, but we also need to start asking why instead of just looking at the what. Why are people committing the crimes that they commit? What, or if we're asking what, what are they being deprived of and why and how can we help? Not, oh, how do we take these people down and destroy them and send them away to lock them up? How do we rehabilitate people who are either struggling with drugs or, or want to turn away from a life of crime or want to reform their life in any sort of way? Like, they, they need help. You know, the times where I've been asleep in a McDonald's parking lot, I wasn't in a good place. I could have used therapy. So I say we keep protesting to my fellow listeners protest in the streets protest on the internet speak up for what is right vote fight back reach out to your senators as i said last episode run for office once you become eligible uh oh citizen alert person with a firearm oh that's kind of close by Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Smoke break. 
<clears throat> to my early listeners, to, to the people who were early adopters of this show, you remember the Hits for Jesus segment where I used to just, you know, mid-podcast, just take out a bowl and... Yeah, we don't do that anymore because we want sponsors. At some point, we gotta we gotta make this a big thing. There's only one way to make this a big thing. Sponsors. Like I want I want those fake commercials to turn into me writing actual commercials for actual companies. But like making them funny the same way. I think that would be a unique thing for any companies involved and for this show, but we gotta work our way there, you know? That's just the dream. Anyways, we were talking about the police as this siren goes on in the background. We need reform. We need it heavy. And meanwhile, the president is waging war on Twitter with the radical left. Yes. Because all he knows how to do is deflect onto the people that he disagrees with, and uh, his goal, I think, is to make anybody who disagrees with him out to be, like, a domestic terrorist. I really think that's what his plan is, because <clears throat> he's in, like, last stand mode. Everybody hates him now. Now. Sorry. It's like a Tourette's tick. The walk-in. The walk-in now. Not everybody hates him, but a lot more people hated him. Or a lot more people hate him now than hated him before. And it's good for us, right? But it's also bad because he's the president and he's going to abuse his power to silence the people who hate him. Even if they're the majority. He said something about the silent majority being like winners or something. And I was like, dude, that's... The silent majority, that just means, like, invisible people. Like, you mean you mean Russia silently rigging the election being the silent majority? Like, no, the majority of Americans, I'm pretty sure, do not approve of this man right now. <laughs> the silent majority, you mean the closet racists? <laughs> oh, here's some good news. Some good news. With John Krasinski. Hi, I'm John Krasinski, and I just sold my kids for money because he's a sellout, because he sold some good news. No? But here's some good news with John Krasinski. Let's try that again. The Supreme Court rules employers cannot discriminate against LGBTQ plus workers. That's fantastic news. The court rules a 1964 civil rights law bars employers from discriminating on workers based on sexual orientation and or transgender status. But this news comes after the Trump administration is... What are they doing again about LGBTQ? They're they're making it so that LGBTQ people are not protected from being discriminated against in healthcare. And I was like, damn, that's a really specific thing to just reverse. Why are you... Why? Why not just leave it? I don't see what what the advantage at all is to reversing that if if not to cause trouble and if not to be anti-LGBTQ. We need a new word for like the people that don't like that community, like anti-LGBTQ plus people. What do we call them? Like... How about this? D-I-S-P-P. Dumb, ignorant, straight people. Wait. (laughs) D-I... What the fuck? Wait, no, no. Why would it be two Ps? Dumb, ignorant, straight people. Disp. (laughs) Yo, he's such a disp. 
Have you, have you seen his Twitter? He's such a disp. D-I-S-P. That's the new word for anti-LGBTQ people. Disp. Can we start that? Can we make that a thing? Dumb, ignorant, straight people. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the Supreme Court was fair this time. Oh no, a NASCAR driver raced in a back-the-blue car in support of the police. Well, who's the other driver that raced in the Black Lives Matter car? Because that was cool. This is... Oh, this dude, he's got a black and white American flag on a on the fr- front, on the hood of his... What is that, a Chevy? On the hood of his Chevy. Number 47, hashtag back the blue. American flags all over the sides of the skirt. Damn, that's a hell of a vehicle right there. Is that is that all-wheel drive? I hope that makes me cream. <laughs> Nothing that gets me to... Soul my jimmies like a like a nice Chevrolet, <laughs> like a nice Blue Lives Matter Chevrolet. <laughs> we all we all take my sister down to the down to the lake and do do some mudding. My sister wife. My wife's my sister. <laughs> Just the whole redneck demog the whole redneck demographic is like is probably so offended. If there's anybody I've offended out of anybody with this show, it's the rednecks. I'm so sorry. But my sister's my wife. <laughs> why you why you gotta race in the back and flat back the blue car? That's some that's some NASCAR beef right there. Some NASCAR political beef between those two drivers. Black Lives Matter versus Back the Blue. We're going back the blue. But I don't know if you guys saw, but NASCAR actually did ban the Confederate flag from NASCAR. No one's allowed to show it at all, but some douchebag driver came out of his car at the end of a race wearing... Confederate flag in some way, like on his clothing. Why? Back the blue, that's why. Days after NASCAR's only full-time black driver raced in a Black Lives Matter-themed car, a competitor driver drove with a symbol of Blue Lives Matter on his hood. Ah, Kyle Weatherman. Everybody, check out Kyle Weatherman with the Blue Lives Matter car, you fucking loser. Hi, I'm Kyle Weatherman, and I and I have a small penis. So I compensate for that penis with a all-wheel drive Chevrolet Camaro motor going 120 on a, on a left turn and another left turn, and... I just keep doing those left turns until until I'm I'm good and dizzy, and I I think I've done so many left turns that I I back the blue, then I go home to uh, Mrs. Weatherman. The last name is Weatherman because she's my sister, and also my wife. So her last name is Weatherman Weatherman, because hyphenated. You know we wanted to hyphenate things, so she's Teresa Weatherman Weatherman. And I'm Kyle Weatherman, and we are the Weatherman Weatherman family. And, uh, we back the blue. My sister is my wife. I gotta make that clear. Started sounding like Joe Exotic. What a loser. Here's an article. So, you're thinking of getting into psychedelics during lockdown. Damn, how did you read my mind? Telephone. Telephone. Yeah, so I signed up for this program called, um, what is it called? Why was I looking up Pretty Little Liars last night? Good show. Mindbloom. Mindbloom.co. It is a site 
where you can sign up to be a candidate for psychedelic medicine. Yes, medical psychedelics. You get a therapist. They come to your house or your apartment, wherever. They give you a dose of a psychedelic and they sit with you, monitor you, help you get through your problems, and it's supposed to work. So I signed up. Because who, who better to be a test subject for this than me? I want change. I want to cure my depression. I want to be able to try psychedelics in a controlled way that has been researched and not a way that's abusing it. And I want to see if there's actually results. So I, yeah, I, I am definitely, definitely considering this experiment. It'd be with a doctor. I'm pretty sure I'd be paid to do it. Depending on if I go with Mind Bloom or a different... Because there, there are other researchers in the city that are also using like psilocybin for therapies to and paying people to be the test subjects. I, I don't know. This seems like free. I guess there's like ketamine for depression. I don't know. I, uh... I'm a little bit afraid of the word ketamine. It just sounds so like, oh, hardcore ketamine. Like, it just sounds like destruction. So I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on this. I would rather do one with psilocybin just because that's like a natural thing that grows from the ground. It's a fungus mushrooms it's 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 the uh, psychoactive ingredient in mushrooms but apparently now is a good time to try psychedelics let's see what this article says so unsurprising many have turned to drinking alcohol sales rising sharply with everything going on many have also turned to prescription drugs uk doctors struggling to source adequate numbers of antidepressants for new patients (laughs) oh that's horrible But others are experimenting with psychedelics. But there are no official stats about these sales. But a dealer in London says they've firsthand experienced a spike in sales of magic magic mushrooms and truffles. Oh, truffles are good. I don't know if anybody's ever... So truffles, they have like the psilocybin from the mushrooms in them. But they're just like a chocolate truffle. And they, they taste good. It's an easier way to eat that shit than mushrooms, which taste horrible. Horrible. I've done the truffles maybe two or three times. All pleasant, very pleasant, calming, therapeutic experiences. Do it with friends. I highly suggest it. Um, Safe friends that you don't think would be bad vibes. Bring a notebook. Write down all your thoughts or type them on a computer, but most likely you're not going to want to be connected to your electronics. But then it might go the other way and you might just have this major appreciation for technology and use it the whole time. I got really good at Call of Duty on mushrooms. I I did some shrooms. I sat down in my room, in my dorm room, at college, and I uh, booted up Advanced Warfare and just started going at it. And, dude, like, I became a machine with Call of Duty. I'm not saying use it for that. Just saying, if if uh, there's a doctor that is paying you to try psilocybin for them in a controlled environment, send them my way. I would like to, I would like to work with them. I think I would be a great subject for that experiment. I really do. I have to read more about this ketamine stuff, though. I know, I sound like an old person. Like, anybody listening, what, you've you've never tried ketamine? You fucking loser. No, I, I haven't. There are substances that scare the shit out of me that I don't want to be in contact with cocaine is one of them 
Acid is another. Obviously, meth and crack and heroin and those. Ketamine is there too. I, I just, it intimidates me. Plus, I'm on medications already. Antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs. I've got medical marijuana. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not a good time for that. Anyways, according to drug dealers, was the point of this story, people are taking a lot more psychedelics, going through big, big reflections on existential questions of their lives, and that would be nice. Because on mushrooms, everything is fun. But then the crash is like, oh, the crash is the worst. Stabbing at Central Park West? What the fuck? Guys, stop with the stabbings. Can we can we cut cut the shit with the stabbings, please? Before the trip, I was working out obsessively scrolling through social media, crying a lot. It was a very bleak situation emotionally. After I came back from the woods, my roommate said it was the first time he'd seen me look relaxed in months. And he's right. It really helped me sl- to slow down. Yeah, that was like when I did psychedelics with my friends in college one spring and we went off into the woods and I don't know how this happened but I ended up like with mud on like like under my eyes like war pain and balancing on a log over a river and my friends found me and they were like what are you doing and I'm like freeing myself the other time where I was meeting up with Ashley and I took a tab of acid and I didn't tell her because I didn't want her to be mad but I'm on my way there across campus and one of my friends walks by he's like where are you going like because I was like I was dressed up a little bit he's like where are you going and I was like uh wherever the wind takes me man and he knew I was on something (laughs) and just like laughed and walked away I was like oh fuck Wherever the wind takes me, man. But yeah, I do think that psychedelics definitely can be a tool. I don't ever suggest to anybody, though, to take acid. Shrooms in a controlled environment with friends. You learn a, you learn a lot about yourself. You, you bond with your friends. It's, it's nice. Hard to find, though. Very hard to find. Anybody in... Anybody in this city has a shroom plug, let me know. A lot of these people in this article, they talk about the ego death. Yeah, that was a big thing for me. When I let go of my ego, that was a big day. Because with that left a lot of my insecurities... I realized I was worrying about such superficial things like how I was dressing trying to impress the wrong girls with the wrong things. My political views, I realized, were just the result of my parents' programming. And I realized that I truly had no self. Like, I didn't have an identity. Every And I realized every decision had been made for me my entire life. And that I hadn't truly done anything. And once that happened, that changed who I am at the core. Then you start caring about caring about the right things. Like, let's put it this way. My parents raised me to be a Republican. I go to college, take shrooms, realize I'm actually a liberal and have been the whole time and just hide from it because I'm afraid of I was afraid of the word liberal because of my ego. But I killed that. The mushrooms killed my ego. I'm telling you. It is such a relief. Breaking free from that. Also like insecurities about masculinity. Because I'm like such a skinny. Effeminate looking. Dude. I always struggled with that. And being made fun of. People like oh you fucking fag. Like. And that fucked with me real hard. But. After, you know, after my experience with 
psilocybin truffles, I, I did not give a fuck about that anymore. Like, I stopped worrying about, like, oh, is this going to be considered, like, too gay? Like, I don't want people to think that. Like, I didn't give a fuck anymore. I was like, so what? Like, if this is something I want to do, then this is a part of me. And I need to accept that and, and that it exists and that I have to either... And that as long as it's not hurting anybody, this is me. I can't hide from me. Just because somebody is going to think, oh, he, he's, that's gay. Like, anybody could say that's gay about anything. Oh, you take off your shoes when you go into the house? That's gay. Like, no, it's thoughtful. You know what I mean? They can, any asshole can pick out anything and do that. And you just have to not have an ego and not listen to those dumbasses. That's gay is such like a 2005 thing. Anybody that still says that is not cool. So I'll stop. I'll stop going on about magic mushrooms. But it's definitely something that I've wanted to try over this whole lockdown quarantine thing. But I was just afraid with all the bad news going on that I would just have a bad, bad time. And if you have a bad trip, that can be pretty traumatic. So, I don't know. We'll see what this doctor says. And also, we'll see what happens with the coronavirus, too, because there are more cases showing up in China, like in Beijing. So they locked down, like, they locked down an area of Beijing is the news that just came out either, what, yeah, either today or yesterday, and, or the day before, it doesn't, okay, the virus is back, people are worried about wave two, Cuomo, I hear, is considering another lockdown, especially because over the weekend in this city, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, Someone posted it, but a lot of people posted it. <clears throat> Videos and pictures of everybody out, out in the streets, like it's fucking Mardi Gras or something here in New York with their drinks, hanging out, definitely not six feet, of, feet apart, just crowds, just out for drinks, not protesting, out for fucking drinks like it's a normal summer night. I get it. People are stir crazy. We want to go out. I want to go out, but I also don't want to fucking die from this virus and spread it to other people. You know, I gotta go out, it's more important, or, oh, I gotta go see the boys, like, fuck you, you're ruining this for everyone. We're gonna have to go back into lockdown now. I saw a lot of people out, they weren't even wearing masks. People think this virus is, like, over or something. It's not gone. It's spiking in half the states right now, as we speak. And I don't know what we're going to do. Personally, I say lock this shit down again. Don't let it get out of hand. Lock this shit back down. People obviously aren't taking it seriously enough. Shut it down. Give a fuck about the stock market. Oh, somebody wants me to send their my music to them for the radio? Wow. Oh, man. Oh, my voice. So what are we going to do now? I don't want to get too far into the coronavirus. I just, yeah, I just think they need to, um, yeah, they need to shut down New York again. This is going to get bad. Especially because people aren't taking it seriously. They, they think it's over. Okay, last thing about the coronavirus. Experts have estimated that without a vaccine, about 70% of the population will need to be infected and develop immunity in order to stop the virus's spread. This is a concept that has been touted and talked about for a while called herd immunity. 
Either that or we need a vaccine. So, you know, let's let's forget about the coronavirus for a second and let's let's escape into the world of celebrities and Hollywood. We'll just do a couple because some of these are like Illuminati shit and I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there just in case I become one of them one day. One of the favorite games of this A-list actor slash coke loving slash underage stripper partying guy is to have an up and coming actress talk to their publicist or friend and get some coke. And then come party with the actor who then hogs it all and sends the actress on her way. Who but Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, from the Avengers. For context, there has been a lot of information within the last year and a half about Jeremy Renner coming out in the divorce process with his now ex-wife. She says he threatened to, like, kill her and himself, put a gun to his head or something on one of those coked-out Hollywood rampages that these people have. Apparently, he just, he loves coke and strippers. Underage strippers? All I knew about him was that he has an ego and he likes to party, but I didn't realize he, like, had a problem. How does he not have his own coke connect? Like, doesn't he have money? Why is he getting other people to get coke for him? The estate of this permanent A++ list musician ramped up the paid bot armies on social media to get a certain hashtag trending on social media on the anniversary of an event. I believe the event over the weekend, I saw this trending and I thought it was really sketchy. Michael Jackson's acquittal from those molestation charges. Yeah, the estate paid a bunch of bots to tweet out pushing the narrative, oh yeah, he's he's innocent. Look, see, he got acquitted or whatever. Like he he's he's innocent. This is the anniversary of him not molesting those kids. But we all know what he did. We know what he did. I I knew it had to be socially engineered in some way. Bot armies are crazy. Is anybody real on Twitter? How many people on Twitter are actually bots? Probably majority, right? Like a lot of blockchain people follow me and I feel like that's not... That's like the sign of a illegitimate account. Or just, they're up to something. And they're not here for the podcast. Why is it just recording dead air? Oh, because the fucking... The background city noise. Okay, um, I took a little break there. How about before I go, we do some Reddit? Yeah? Oh, I just got accepted to the celebrity conspiracy subreddit. I'll look through that thread and maybe we can go over it at some point. Relationship advice. Scooby bow. Okay, what kind of person am I dealing with? This one is called. Hello and thank you in advance for any help on this matter. I genuinely don't know how to handle this or if there's a specific title given to someone like this. But I'd appreciate any insight. I'm 36 male and married. The first example. Wife needs me to take a day off to watch the baby. Not a problem. I use my paid time off to do so. She needs me to take another two days off and I mention asking her mother as I can't get the time off so soon. She works two weeks, a- two days a week. I work five to six. Now that I can't 
get those days off. She says it's me not wanting to spend time with the baby, and I hate my family. Yes, she's serious, and it feels manipulating. There's a thousand other stories with that similar twist she puts on things, and it starts to make me question myself as to what I'm doing wrong. Another instance. A few days ago, she became angry at me for not ordering parts to fix the dryer. I was at work and couldn't take a look at it until I got home. When I got home, she was in a rage and displayed anger and physical abuse and yelling around the baby. I raised my voice asking her to stop, tried leaving, and she threatened to call the police on me. It's very confusing as I'm being made to feel as though I'm in the wrong. She makes me feel guilty for working a full-time job, which allows her to only work three days a week. She tells me that I am neglecting our daughter, and I dread coming home. I have a good job and work my ass off to support us. I cook, clean, use my VA home loan to buy the house she, she wanted. In no way had I ever thought I'd be told working equals neglecting my daughter. It's making me question myself again. I hate it. She has a small spending habit, and last week was the first time I brought it up. I asked politely to take a breather from spending as she was out of work due to COVID. Well, hell broke loose. I was, it was turned into me being a controlling husband who neglects his child. Bizarre, right? She has also called my mom and dad to tell on me. Even they think it's weird. I knew she had some issues in her past, but it seems they've resurfaced as I've talked to a few family members. I've known her for four years and is progressively getting worse. Is there answers for some someone like this? A name for them? Anything? Thank you for any response. Um, I mean, to me, that sounds like, so, she's making you feel like you're doing something wrong when you're not. That's called gaslighting, right? Let's look this up. To manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. Okay. Yeah, so it's persistent manipulation and brainwashing that causes the victim to doubt her or himself, ultimately lose her or his own sense of perception, identity, and self-worth. Can occur in personal relationships, workplace, or over an entire society. So it's like manipulating you to change your thinking to, oh, I must be doing something wrong by working a full-time job and like I I like making you think that you don't care about your family and that your perception of things which is that you do care care about your family that's why you're working this job to support them apparently that doesn't like 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 that that means that you're uh, what am I what am I saying she's making you feel like you're doing something wrong by doing everything right. You're supporting your family. But you're being made to feel like that's a bad thing. And that you're not doing enough. Yeah, that's gaslighting. Alright, so what I said is... I would look up gaslighting. A lot of this seems like gaslighting. It's when people persistently manipulate you into questioning your self-worth, sanity, or reality... She's making you feel like you're doing something wrong by supporting your family and being abusive while doing it. Exactly. So, fuck, dude. Whoever, if you ever listen to this, I, I hope, I hope you, uh, you get out of this. Jeez. Pook in hell, man. It's still recording white noise. Okay, I think my 24 female boyfriend, 25 male... Is cheating on kick. Is kick is still a thing? Um, okay, so very brief, but I was on my boyfriend's phone because mine was out of reach, and I wanted to put a phone number down. I opened the notes app to a page that basically went, spoke to, woman's name, snap, snap username, kick, woman's username, dash, good, and then woman's username dash maybe bot. What? 
I, I, I don't know what to make of this. I pretended I didn't see anything, but I'm in shock. I don't know what to do. We've been together two years and we live together. I never thought he would cheat, and I've always thought if he did, his friends and family would give him shit about it. But I never considered he, he would cheat on me with someone on Kick or Snapchat. What do I do? And then, um, they said, someone said, like, make, create an account and fish him on Kick, catfish him. And there's no kick on his phone, she says. Um, confront him. People, people want to, like, sneak around these sorts of subjects and, like, find out for themselves. But just confront the person. Be like, I saw this. You can't hide it from me because I already saw it. So what is it? Explain yourself. It could just be, like, what is it, like, Belle Delphine or something? He's just looking at... Looking at models on Snapchat. But then Kick. And why is there Kick? Who's he talking to on Kick? That is weird. It is definitely sus. Just talk to him. That's all you can do is talk to him. Anyways, I really have to pee. Uh, so I'm going to cut this episode here. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, um... Go to www.shortnewspod.com Submit your relationship advice to us, to me, I guess, and and you'll you might see it on here. You might hear it on here. All right, have a great day, guys, and I will see you in a couple of days. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl Fifty Six is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50 yard line seats only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game. With On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen, to pre-game parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl On Location. That's right. Search Super Bowl On Location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.